Disability Talks with Shane, talking all things disability. I am chatting today with the owner of Club Mates Travel and the leading name in international supported holidays for people with a disability. Welcome to the podcast, Peter Negri. G'day, Shane. How are you? Thanks for having me on. How's things been? They've been, uh, well, we're in lockdown at the moment. So um, things have been a bit quiet, but we're, we're working through it. We're working through it, which is good. How long has how long has Club Mate supported supported people on holidays? So we um, so my wife and I we've had the business for a while now, but um, Club Mates has been around since about nineteen eighty eight. It's got a bit of an interesting history. Club Mates it started out its first name was Oz Mates Travel, and uh, they actually took backpackers on holidays on camping holidays through the centre of Australia. The old owner also had a brother with a disability, still has a brother with a disability, and um, he got approached by a disability service to take people with disabilities on holidays. So he was going to supply the vehicle and uh, go out camping. And anyway, Jerry said, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, no worries. And then after that, Jerry had this idea, he goes, what about if I just do it myself? Then over time, Club Ozmates sort of, grew and everything else and they they got rid of the six-wheel drive camping vehicle they bought a uh, little Toyota coaster started driving in that and then in 2000 jerry bought a big bus um and it sort of grew from there so he said that was probably the biggest growth phase that the company had seen in 2006 my wife and i we bought um Ozmates. we changed the name to clubmates travel so it's a probably a bit more of a global name, if you like. Ozmates is a bit Australian-centric, but Clubmates is a bit more global. And uh, so we took off from there. We ended up buying a brand-new bus a few years after we took over the business. And now, yeah, so it's sort of, it's grown from strength to strength. So basically, it was 1988 it started. My wife and I, we took it over in 2006. And uh, we're loving it. How much fun can you have going to work? That's the question. Too, Too much, much fun. fun. Exactly, Shane. <laughs> exactly right. When did you take over the, over from the previous owner? Well, like I just said, it was 2006 we took the business over. 2006 was a really tough year because I was working another job. I've never had I never had anything to do with people with disabilities. I'd never been away with someone with disability. I'd never spoken to someone with a disability. So my learning curve from the time I saw this ad, it was just a little line ad in the age in uh, Melbourne. From the time I saw this little line ad through to when we bought it, I didn't have enough money to buy the company. So we scrounged, begged, borrowed. We did what we had to do to get money into our bank so we could actually buy the business. So, yeah, it was 2006. That was probably about February of 2006. Um, and the reason why I bought it is because <clears throat> I got sick of going to work for someone. I wanted, I thought I could do it better all the time. And uh, I, was, I remember I was sitting outside the Victorian Taxi Directorate going through the Age newspaper and circling businesses. And I phoned up Jerry, who owned Oldsmates. I said, yeah, I'm interested in your business. And he goes, cool. He said, well, 
have a look at our website, and you've got to think back in 2006, websites weren't that flashy. Um, so I had a look at the website and went, oh, yeah, okay, no worries. Not really knowing what I'm getting into. Then he started talking to me about, <laughs> I went and met him, he started talking to me about what he did. I went, oh, all right. And I just, really, I just wanted to drive a bus. I love driving buses. So uh, that was my motivation for doing it. But yeah, so 2006, about February, I saw it, and it took us through to December that year to get all the legal paperwork through, get the money and everything else. So 2006 was a magic year, Shane. Can you imagine what you were doing in 2006? I was back at school back then. You're going to school? Yeah. <laughs> what did you do before club mate? So Shane, basically what I did was I used to sell machines, as this for a quirky job. I used to sell machines that fold paper and put them into an envelope. I also used to sell machines that um, they're called postage meters. And instead of putting a stamp on an envelope, this would run through a machine and it'd put an impression onto the envelope. We call it an impression. It's like a it's like a, just an ink stamp that sits on the envelope. So I used to sell those things. So I actually had no idea what I was getting myself into <laughs> when this business popped up. But I'll tell you what, bloody good fun. What type of holidays can you provide? Anything. The magic of what we do is that um, basically someone rings into us and they go, look, I want to go to Disneyland. I want to go to Phillip Island. I want to go to Perth. I want to go to Darwin. Uh, I want to see a jumping crocodile cruise. I want to go to um, Karanda in far north Queensland. So what we do is we look at what sort of holiday they want, whether it be in a group or maybe an individualised holiday, and then we organise it from there. The group holidays, uh, we have an itinerary with some flexibility in the itineraries, but we have the itinerary that we follow with that group holiday. And uh, we'll take anywhere from four or five people up to, I think the most we've had on a group tour is about 55 passengers. And that's pretty busy. That's big and busy. We had two vehicles running. Um, yeah, that was a bit of fun. So I was the main tour leader. And then we had two sub tour leaders, if you like. And we had drivers as well. So people were going off everywhere. And I was just controlling the day-to-day type of, stuff out there. We also do individualised holidays. So the individualised holidays are literally anything, anywhere at any time. So Shane, tell me something. Where would you like to go? I'll go up. If you had to choose Go on. Where would you like to go, Shane? I think Townsville. Townsville. So they've got the uh, NRL up there and things like that. I know you're into footy. Yeah. So with Townsville, you would ring me up. And we've discussed this before anyway, haven't we? Yep. But um, if you get, want to go to Townsville, what we do is we just organise an individual holiday. So you go, well, Peter, I want to go to Townsville on this date and I want to be there for this long and I want to see these things and stuff like that. And we go, yep, no worries. We get into it. So what that looks like is we consult with you a lot. So we're going, oh, Shane, what do you want to do in Townsville? You go, I want to go to the footy. What else do you want to do? You go, I don't know. <laughs> Can you give me some ideas? And we generally hunt around. We'll find ideas for you to do, and then we'll come back to you and go, so we got this list of things. What do you reckon? You might be into bloody cars or 
you know, going bushwalking or bungee jumping, hang gliding, uh, going out on a boat. Magnetic Island's out that way as well. So if you want to stay on an island, you know, what do you want to do? So we'll give you lots of different ideas. And then that individual holiday comes together. And it's exactly what you want to do when you want to do it. But The beauty of individual holidays, you can do anything. But with that, you can also go with one other person, couldn't you? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So we've got people, because I know we've discussed this in the past, where you can go away with a mate. Yeah. Um, could be a partner, a mate. You might want to go away. You've got a group of friends you want to go away with. We can do that too. We can really facilitate any sort of individual holiday. Individual doesn't mean just a one-on-one uh, with the support person. It's everything. So you can have, you can take 20 mates and you go, Peter, I want to organise a holiday for 20 of my mates. Can you do it? We go, yep, no worries. We've just done that, actually. We've had um, our last Cairns trip. There was a group of six of our passengers. We call them passengers. Six of our passengers want to go from Melbourne to far north Queensland to Cairns. So we organise all of that. <clears throat> so, excuse me, we have one of our um, vans actually sitting in Cairns at that time, which is good. And uh, so we had that up there. The group took that around and they went Karanda all over Cairns, here, there and everywhere. It was They had a fantastic holiday. We've actually got some really good reports back from them and their families. And, so, I, yeah. and I hear you, when you at my last provider, you told us about something you had to go to fly over to South Africa for something. When you had one of your yeah. participants in um, hospital. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, it wasn't in hospital. So we had um, a passenger that um, he was desperate to go to South Africa. A funny story around this guy, actually, Shane. I'll, I'll give you the story. How's that? I'll give you the story. You've got a bit of time, I'm assuming. I'll yes, give you I the do. Story. So what we did was I was standing at an expo, or just a travel expo, nothing related to disability. I was standing at a travel expo, and uh, it was pretty quiet. Anyway, this lady comes up. She goes, oh, you do holidays, do you? I said, yeah, 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 we do supported holidays. She goes, oh, I've got a guy and he's in a wheelchair, but yeah, I don't, you probably couldn't take him. I said, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And I said, where does he want to go? And they said, oh, South Africa. I went, oh, yeah, we can do that. Oh, this guy's quite a big guy. I'm six foot three. I'm pretty. I'm about 120 kilos, so reasonably large. Anyway, this guy's about the same size as me. And uh, this friend of his, he said, "Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get. Uh, I might get someone to give you a ring." I said, "Yeah, that's all right." Not thinking anyone would, because I said, "Oh, travel expert, probably, maybe, maybe not." Well, the next day, his mum and dad phoned me up and said, "Oh, look, uh, apparently you can take our son to South Africa. It's his dream to go to South Africa." I said, yeah, 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 no worries. I said, what does he want to do? He goes, oh, he just wants to see all the animals. Loves the animals. Anyway, this guy, uh, I'll just say his first name, Steve. Steve, I contacted his parents back and I said, yeah, we can do that, no worries. So we booked, um, and I said, we want to test it first to see how the systems go uh, with getting him on and off aircraft and things like that uh, because there's some technicalities around getting someone in a big motorised wheelchair that needs a hoist, commode, full personal care and everything else on and off aircraft and whatnot. So our first trip we did, uh, sorry, he lives in Sydney, went to Sydney, Brisbane, transited him through Brisbane to test out that system and then flew him into Darwin. He did seven days in Darwin and then we did the reverse coming home. So transited him back through.
through Brisbane back into Sydney. The reason why we transited him and we made him get off the aircraft and get back on is because we wanted to test him out and make sure the support crew could do it because he's quite a big guy. You don't want to get caught flying to a country like South Africa and not have systems in place. So anyway, that worked really well. I reckon probably within, it was about six months, he was on the plane going across to Johannesburg. Did you go and, with him? Uh, no, I didn't, unfortunately. I'd like to. I have been there, though. It's amazing. It's one of the most amazing places you can ever go to. What? So we flew him across there. And uh, I know what you're talking about with the hospital thing. Uh, I flew him across there, and uh, he got out, had an awesome holiday, and uh, saw all the animals he wants to see, then came back. And uh, Michael, our support crew at the time, he said, oh, Peter, he's really sore on the flight coming back. And uh, so I, I actually spoke to him uh, soon after he got back. I said, how'd you go, Steve? Are you all right? He goes, fantastic, Peter. He said, the plane seat was really uncomfortable. He said, it was worth it, though. To see those animals was just amazing. Unbelievable. I never thought I'd be able to do that. You know, this guy's been back to South Africa three times now. With you guys? <clears throat> yep, with us. Yep, absolutely. The one where you're talking about with the medical stuff is I had a guy go across there, and because medical uh, facilities are not in every, on every street corner, we're talking, we drove out of Johannesburg, and this is the trip I was on, drove out of Johannesburg, we stayed at a, uh, a, game, lot, a game park called Chikudu, and that had lions, or zebras, you know, um, we call them mugbuts, but they're basically deer. <laughs> So, um, and they had all these different animals there, all the wildlife animals, so it was pretty cool. And anyway, a guy, he got gout. And uh, I said to him, I said, well, you know, what do you want to do? He goes, oh, I'm all right, Peter. I said, you sure? He goes, yeah, 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 I'm all right, I'm all right. So it was just a decision between me and Colin, you know, do you want to go to medical? Do you need to go to medical? And look, it, it was no issue or anything like that. We just sort of uh, modified his diet a little bit and um, he kept soldiering on. One of the best places to go, it's probably not appropriate here, but I'm going to tell you, when you stand, I was at, uh, I went to a toilet, and obviously a male, and I was standing up going to the toilet. One of the best views, while I was going to the toilet, I could overlook the animals in uh, one of the game reserves. Awesome. Great that, place to go to the toilet. That's go. good. <laughs> and that's at a service centre in the middle of, you know, nowhere. Awesome. What's your most favourite place to travel? Well, if you hadn't already guessed, internationally, all right, I'll go internationally. Internationally, I'd have to say South Africa. Yeah. All right, I'll do both. But, yeah, internationally, we South Africa's. Um, where can you go? I guess go to one of our, like you can go to Werribee Zoo. Um, you can go to Mogo Zoo. Uh, you can go to any of these zoos all over Australia. But don't get to see the animals in their their habitat. When you go to South Africa, you're seeing a lion. They got my the driver got me off the truck because it's the truck we were in in South Africa. Got me off the truck, and um, he, we wandered over behind a fence and everything else, so it was safe. But lions had got a kill, and they were eating their kill. That was pretty amazing. Some sad stuff too, though. There was a rhino that had been killed. And uh, all the animals were feeding on the rhino. And we're guessing the rhino was killed because of its horn. So, <clears throat> but South Africa, absolutely worth going to. It's uh, unbelievably magical. 
In Australia, I'll give you another story actually. In Australia, on so this is 2019 when we still had a life. Um, I was driving the coach and we did a, it was called Follow the Murray. So we're following the Murray River between New South Wales and Victoria. And uh, I was a coach driver. And so I was, we were driving along and we got to one of the wineries and I bought a coffee and I'm overlooking this vineyard and uh, I'm thinking, this is a pretty good gig, you know. And it's sunny. I'm sitting out on the balcony drinking a coffee and uh, this is pretty cool. So in Australia, there's some magical places to go to. So that's just one. That was on the Murray River. One of my favourite places to go is the Northern Territory, though, because number one, it's warm. Um, there's heaps to do around Darwin, um, Alice Springs, Catherine, Kakadu, Litchfield National Park. If you love swimming, there's some great places to go swimming. I've actually here, I'll give you another one. We just went to Darwin on a trip just before that May lockdown that we had and I was up there for eight days and we found an Aboriginal owned and operated tour business and they take you up and down the Adelaide River, which is not in Adelaide, it's up there. Um, I think, no, sorry, the Alligator, East, I think it's East Alligator River. So we're on the East Alligator River and this Aboriginal guy was showing us some Aboriginal traditional stuff, like how they paint with the pandanus palm, how to make it into a paintbrush. And for the first time ever, I don't know if you're into it, Shane, but we went to Arnhem Land. He's got a permit so we could get off in Arnhem Land. And we had a bit of a look around Arnhem Land. And I tasted, there was some bush tucker there, so we got to taste a bit of bush tucker, which was good. And then we get back on the boat and away we go. So he threw a couple of spears as well, showed us the logic behind the spears. Uh, you can go up there, and that was just out in the middle of the bush. If you look at our little clip that we've got on YouTube, I got, oh, you got me driving one of the hire vans through water and everything. It was great fun. It was, how much fun can you have? <laughs> so, That's too much fun. Oh, it's unbelievable. We stayed at uh, this lodge, <coughs> excuse me, in Kakadu. And in Kakadu, so we'd wander, we had cabins, because accommodation's pretty tight when you get to Jabiru that we stay in, for this lodge we're in. So we had cabins there, that was cool. And then we walked down to where you can go for a swim, and because obviously we're all from the south, even though it's not that warm up there for Northern Territory, and it's great for us. So we're going, out, we're going swimming every night, relaxing. There was a bar right near us, so we got food, drinks. It's fantastic fun. Awesome. So, yeah, I'd have to say Northern Territory, far north. I like the northern parts of Australia. They're really good. But saying that, you go to Tassie. Like, there's some absolutely, unbelievably amazing places to go in Tassie. There is a lot of good places. Yeah. If you go to the... I'll give you another one. Top of Tassie. Um, go to... Um, Launceston. If you go Launceston, but you go up further, Georgetown. Up oh, yeah, been there. In Georgetown. That's a great place. You know, we had, and we got complimented, uh, like not just, like, not talking clubmates, but our passengers and us all got complimented. We went and had a New Year's Eve in the pub there. And the pub said <laughs> to me the next morning, because we were dancing and singing and we were dressed up, we were having a great time. And the pub said, you know, Peter, he said, I think that's the best New Year's Eve party we've ever had. It was awesome fun because you guys just made it so much fun. 
said, oh, that's just what we do. <laughs> so with so with that, you guys can't drink or stuff like that on when you're supporting. No, 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 we don't we don't drink. So it's our company policy. There's no drinking um, because you know we're paid. We we are support people for our passengers. So if they need something, we've got to be switched on. We've got to be there. But we can have just as much fun without, you know, drinking and behaving badly. Um, yeah, I actually think, you know, we probably have more fun doing that than what we do in our own personal lives, to be honest. We would too. So, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> can, can I use my NDOS on the holiday? And if I don't have NDOS... Can I still come along? Good question. Good question. So your NDIS, basically it doesn't matter if you've got NDIS or you don't have NDIS. We've got people ringing us up saying, oh, do I have to use my NDIS funding? No, you don't. It can be anybody. We do supported holidays. So if someone says, look, I just want someone to go along with you as a mate, we can do that. Uh if I want uh, some, if one of our ladies rings up and said, look, I just want some hunky boy to drop grapes in my mouth during my holiday and be my absolute butler for everything, we can do that too. But if someone needs support with, you know, personal care or money or medication and things like that, we do that too. And that's where the NDIS might kick in. So what we do is we have a fixed cost of a holiday then it's a discussion between us and the passenger or us and their NDIS providers or whatever else it might be to work out how much do you want us to claim through the NDIS. Some people say, oh, you know, I want to take as much as I can. But some people go, look, I, I've only got a couple of hundred dollars that I can. I reckon you can claim through the NDIS. That's okay. Whatever suits. With that, could you claim your whole lot to the NDIS? You can't claim the whole lot unless it's uh, FTA, short-term accommodation. Short-term accommodation, no. If you're doing a Darwin trip, it doesn't cover your flight, but it certainly covers the majority of um, the accommodation. Oh, sorry, the holiday, yeah. So if we're doing a, say we're doing a trip to Shepparton and it's the overnight yep. accommodation, you could claim the whole lot? Yeah, we would. Absolutely, we would. Yep, absolutely. If we're using, because there's different line items within NDIS without getting too technical, different line items in the NDIS. So if we use social and community participation, that's a different area of that core support funding, different to FTA. So we can't claim all of it. You're still going to pay for accommodation, meals, uh, transfers and things like that if you're using that social and community participation line items. And I heard, but within the NDIS, we can use different areas of the plan as well. So we've got um, capacity building and core supports. We can sort of play around in those two areas. If I have a plan meeting for the, the NDIS, can you help to get funding for my holidays into my plan and why? Yeah, we can, yeah. Because a lot of people, when we um, when they talk about holidays, they go and sit in their planning meeting. And rightly so, the planners say, oh, look, sorry, holidays aren't included in the NDIS, but supports are. Uh, so what we do is we actually produce um, invoices So because we know the NDIS or the NDIA love pieces of paper. They can't get enough of pieces of paper. 
So what we do is you say, Peter, I want to go to Townsville on my holiday. So we produce a what they call a travel invoice and we produce an NDIS invoice. The travel invoice has all the costs on it. The NDIS invoice is what we can claim from the plan. We deduct that off the travel invoice. So the passenger pays the balance of the travel invoice and we claim the NDIS invoice. So in effect, you're going to get, I suppose, it's a discounted rate on your holiday because the NDIS is covering the cost. Our total cost doesn't change. It's just who pays what portion of it. So what we do is we produce that, we give that to you, and then there's also another uh, flyer that we have which helps you with the wording when you go into your planning meeting. The wording is the all-important part along with the quoting or the, the estimate of your holiday. You've got the wording right, then you can steer yourself around it. I'll give you another story. When I was in Darwin last time, we went out to a pub. They had All the guys wanted to go karaoke sing. So we said, yeah, all right, let's go karaoke. <clears throat> While we were in doing the karaoke, I was uh, all that gang were up there, they're choosing their songs and whatever else, and we had them up singing. We found out there was an NDIA planner standing behind us. So we got chatting to her, and she goes, Peter, she this is exactly what the NDIS should be used for. This is exactly why they introduced it, so we can assimilate people together. And it wasn't just people with disabilities assimilating with the general public. We had it back the other way. So uh, a lot of our passengers got taken off into <laughs> groups with the, just the regular punters, and they thought they were great fun. So, And I actually I stayed up in Darwin because I had a 50th birthday on the week after that and I went back to the pub and the pub manager came up to me and she said you know Peter or she didn't know my name at that stage she goes you know what I've got to thank you for that she said that's one of the best nights we've had here for so long I said oh we're just just goofing around is it normally that busy she goes it's not normally that busy because you guys brought everyone together it was just a real really good atmosphere it was really social it was really good so obviously our guys, we brought everyone together. Everyone kept singing and dancing and um, we were still going strong even when the karaoke had finished. We were goofing around. One of our ladies won two vouchers. So she took them home because she could use them at the pub back home. Um, she lives in Sydney. So she won two vouchers. So we, yeah, it was a great night. There you go. So that's NDIS. <clears throat> but yes, you can use it for, you can use NDIS or no NDIS. Doesn't matter. How's COVID affect your business? Whoa, hasn't that a question and a half? There you go. COVID. So what happens is last year in about, um, if that's the third week of March last year, I made the executive decision. I pulled on my full my staff in and said, right, we're going to have to um, close the office down for the next probably month because no one knew what was happening then, probably for the next month. Uh, anyway, that month rolled on and then we learned it goes on and on and on and on. We quite literally had to, we, we and we, we are now to some degree, we're in hibernation because we're currently still in lockdown in Victoria and New South Wales. So really what happened was COVID forced us to go into hibernation. We had to re-look at every bit of money that we had that we were going to be spending. Uh, so we've tightened up our expenditure significantly. Um, but we've had a lot of good things happen out of COVID because of the lockdown. We've 
tightened our belt. We refined a lot of our processes so we're more efficient. We no longer have a fixed office. Now, we all basically work from home, but we're very connected in that way. Uh, so we've got a different ways of talking to each other. Uh, but basically, it took away all of our income. We had no income uh, during the lockdowns because travel was the first thing that got hit and got hit hard. They got hit uh, too and hard. We couldn't, <clears throat> yeah, because we couldn't go to other borders, we got hit again. When I was in Darwin, that was when... Uh, that was the May lockdown. So I did the trip up in Darwin, but Sydney was still running, or New South Wales was still operating. And I actually flew from Darwin to South Australia. We had a group fly in from New South Wales into South Australia, so I did a trip there. And then I had another group in Sydney, so I did another trip there. I did an individual holiday after that. Um, I had a couple of sales conferences in northern New South Wales, so I did those. And then I had to go to Cairns. So I was out probably... The seven weeks of that particular lockdown. But this last lockdown, they caught me. <laughs> the borders uh-huh. have chased me. They got me. <laughs> uh-huh. And with your um, thing on your Facebook page, I've seen a lot of your trips when you go to um, the uh, Golden Towers up in Tamworth. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad you brought that up, actually. What we're doing is I've actually got someone in now, because I'm not terribly good at it, for our social media. So I want to use social media more and more and our website more and more because I think they're really good mediums to get messages out there and stuff like that. We're just about to release our brand new 2022 brochure. So I want to use our social media to tell people it's there and have, you know, I don't know whether you understand this or not, but hyperlinks to our brochure uh, because then you can click on the brochure and it takes you to the correct part of our website that shows up that holiday and you can choose to book your holiday there and stuff like that. So we're going to do some more clever things um, electronically. And it's good fun. Like I, when I go away, I actually jump on our Facebook or Instagram because Facebook and Instagram seem to be the most popular ones. I jump on them. I post photos of what we're doing, a little, you know, a little bit of wording or something like that. And, uh, yeah, it gives someone a laugh, you know. You're going to have a bit of fun while you're doing it. Yes, you do too. <laughs> How can I contact club mates? Easy one. You just give us a ring. Um, so we've got phone number, 1300 uh, Email's a really popular one at the moment. So we've just got info at clubmatestravel.com. But if you can't remember any of that, just go to the website. Click on the website and uh, we can get to you from there. No problem at all. And one other thing so that... To that, what and if companies want you to, disability groups want you to go and talk to them. Yeah, I do that all the time. Actually, that's um, that's one of my sort of main roles, um, and that's why I was in northern northern New South Wales. You know, well, a couple of months ago now, uh, just as New South this lock this current lockdown with New South Wales, just as that was sort of erupting, I was driving north and just dodging it. <laughs> so, I just got out of the state when it really blew up into a mess. But, yeah, I was up there talking to different disability services and groups uh, about what we do, how we do it, where do we go, exactly what you and I have been talking about now. And, again, it goes back to that social media thing. You know, if we can get people to have a look at our social media and work through our social media, that's a really good way of keeping in touch with what we're doing. And send us messages. Like, we check it. 
if we don't get back to you in the next hour or something, you know, we will get back to you because uh, it's me or one of the other gang that's jumping in there and chatting and whatever else. But we do get back to you. But contact us through social media too. That's a really good one. With other companies, how did they take what you guys do? <clears throat> good question, actually. Um, so what we do is because we're very well known with financial guardians, the NDIA know us very well now. We're a registered provider. So when we go to make a claim, it's not that hard. It's quite smooth. They're comfortable with us. The financial guardians, such as the public trust in many of the states, state trustees in Victoria, they know us. They know what our invoices look like. They know what the company does. They know where we are and everything else. So it's just basically it's a formality. We send them in an invoice. Um, we just need a special purchase request or the go-ahead from the passenger to say, yes, you can pay them. They're not just sending an invoice for no reason. And the financial guardian pays us. So with the NDIS, it's, it's pretty much that easy. So we, because we're a provider, we can log into the portal, claim money, or we can talk to the plan managers or the self-managed people about claiming the correct funds. That's good. Yeah. Shane, Shane. We've got one more thing to go through before you hang up on me, though. Go on. Where's your next holiday going to be? Don't nowhere yet. <laughs> but where are you dreaming? Where do you dream of going? Townsville, of course, but I've still got that money I put it, I had in my thing with Tassie. Tassie and I had to hold that. Yeah. Well, when you want to do it, give me a yell and let's get up there. I'm ready to go now, to be honest. Nah. <laughs> and one thing with you, if people have uh, travel credit, can they use it with yep. you guys? Depends on the travel credit. So when COVID did hit, there were um, vouchers that the cruise companies were giving people because they never expected to go on this long. Uh, so in about April last year, we were meant to have a cruise go out. Obviously, that got cancelled. And um, the cruise company gave a lot of our passengers 100% credit on their cruise. So, yes, they can use that credit through us, no issue at all. Um, we also had to uh, not cancel, we, we cancelled or delayed holidays. But then some people took that, put that into a credit with us and booked another holiday with that as well. That's probably an interesting point to make before we say goodbye to each other. If for some reason a holiday can't go ahead, we re-look at it and we go, what dates can we move it to? If there's not a date we can move it to that suits the passenger, uh, then they can take that money and they can, whatever they're paid, and they can use it on another holiday. Thanks for your time, uh, Peter. No worries, Shane. Thank you. Good to talk to you. So it's been a very, very good chat with Peter Negri from Club Mate Travel. I had a very good time chatting with him on my podcast, Disability Talk with Shane. Ciao for now. That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us a like on socials. Mm-hmm.